This is Linux Reality, Episode 42, Year-End Wrap-Up. Hello, everybody. This is Chess Griffin, and welcome to Episode 42, the last episode of 2006. You know, it's sort of appropriate we're ending on 42, because isn't 42, isn't that the answer to everything? Um, We just don't know what the question is, but anyway... Um, yeah, I'm going to wrap up uh, this year with this episode and take off the month of December, as I mentioned uh, in the last episode. I do plan to have at least one bonus episode during December, and I'll just put it up at some point. I don't really know when, but it will just appear in the feed, so that's you know why I encourage everyone to stay subscribed. And I may do more than one bonus, but I've got at least one up my sleeve that I do plan to release, so uh, do stay tuned for that. Uh, but in the meantime, just wanted to, you know, remind everyone I'm certainly not going anywhere. I plan on coming right back in January. It's just simply because of the holidays and the year-end um, stuff for me at work is that's always the busy time of year for me. And we've got family, and it's just going to be, you know, rather than doing, you know, some kind of, you know, lame episodes for the month of December, it's probably better if I just take the month off. I don't need to worry about it. That way I can come back in January refreshed and got some, you know, got a got a new year got some new topics to talk about so uh so do you know do stay tuned for the bonus and uh do please do stay uh subscribed uh, i also wanted to mention here in the beginning i've got several sort of housekeeping items here um first of all you may have noticed if you've gone to the website lately we've got a new logo and it looks really cool i'm really happy with it it um um, it, it really picks up on the the world idea, which is, I mean, you know, the original logo was the globe, and that was one I had gotten from one of these stock photo or stock image sites, and I picked that logo because I, I thought it represented sort of the internationalness of Linux and the fact that we're all one big community. That was sort of the idea. I mean, I purposefully didn't pick, you know, a penguin or tux or anything because I just I wanted to be different, so... So I liked that idea, and I, and I liked that the new logo, which is basically it's like a puzzle piece with a with a you know a map superimposed on it, and half of the puzzle piece is unfinished, and half of it is is sort of finished and all glossy and looks nice, and I like that for a lot of reasons, and I think it you know it sort of represents sort of the spread of Linux. I think it sort of the puzzle piece hopefully represents some of the things that I'm trying to get across here in this podcast, trying to you know help people out, you know, um, find the the missing you know, pieces to the puzzle kind of a deal. And it just, you know, it just, it, it, it's got, you know, a lot of sort of meaning there for me. And, and, uh, but we had a really great uh, discussion in the forums about it. And I'd like to give a special shout out to several people here. All these folks submitted ideas and, and graphic ideas and we tossed them around and, and people kind of picked up on one person's idea and ran with it and tried other things. And it was just so cool. And, uh, so anyway, I'd like to thank Halitech, uh, RF, Karen, uh, Philip Harari, HeathenX, Richard, uh, and uh, Saralon. And those folks uh, are the ones who proposed various ideas. I think the puzzle piece actually came from RF Kieran. I'm not saying that right. R-F-Q-U-E-R-I-N. I think his name is also Richard, I believe. But um, he's one of the uh, listener, listeners, one of the forum members who um, actually came up with the puzzle piece originally. But we really kicked around a lot of great ideas. And so thanks to everybody. And I've put a little FAQ entry about the logo and mentioned these folks. And for those of you who I just mentioned, um, if you guys have a link to a blog or a website or something you want me to link to in that FAQ, just let me know. 
contact me, send me an email, linuxreality at gmail.com, and I'll put a link there. It's the least I could do. But I really thank you, and I thank everyone, even the people who didn't commit, uh, or I mean, even the people who didn't contribute ideas really participated in that thread in the forums and, and you know, talked about it and everything. It was just really cool. So thanks, guys. Um, also, uh, I'd like to uh, give everyone a reminder about this sort of, you know, my proposal of, of encouraging Linux Reality listeners to contribute to free and open source projects out there. That's I, I, I put a post up called Paying It Forward. If you go to linuxreality.com, you'll see that where I talk about it. And just a reminder about this, um, if you know, if you make a donation in December of at least $15 and let me know about it and send me a copy of your PayPal invoice or something like that or your receipt, then I'll send you a free Linux Reality Archive CD. And even if you don't want the CD, just let me know because what I plan to do is, is start a list of these projects that Linux Reality listeners have contributed to. And some people ask me if they can, you know, if I can put a list, or if, if I can add to the list projects that they've donated to previous, you know, earlier this year. And that's fine. I'll be happy to do that. Just let me know. It's just that only those donations made in December will get the CD. You know, the $15 donations or more will get the CD. I have to, you know, I have to limit it to, to some period of time. So, but if, you know, if you made a donation back in June, let me know about it and I'll just put it up there. You know, I won't put your name or the amount or anything like that. I'm just going to list, list the projects. Uh, so that's, I think that's going to be very cool. I'm really looking forward to see, you know, what people can do and, and I'll, you know, up, try to update that as soon as I can, you know, maybe after the 1st of December. Okay. And let's see, uh, before I get started here, a couple other things. First of all, I just got a quick note from someone that I wanted to, to mention, uh, a listener named John. He said, I love your show. It's really helped me out with a couple of things like printer and file sharing. I was wondering if you might be able to help me out one more time. I'm starting a new podcast myself where ordinary members of the community put forward questions to significant people in it. The first episode is going to feature Richard Stallman, Jeremy Allison, and Jeff Waugh as part of a panel answering questions, but I need to get the word out so people send in questions and actually listen to it. And he was asking me if I can um, mention his website. It's called questionsplease.org. So uh, go to questionsplease.org, check out this podcast, and submit questions to these folks, Richard Stallman, Jeremy Allison, and Jeff Waugh. And I think that would be really cool. And just, you know, um, check them out. And, uh, you know, it sounds like a great podcast, John. So I'm looking forward to listening to it myself. And then speaking of podcasts, last week I had mentioned a podcast that I listened to called Seventh Son uh, by a guy named uh, J.C. Hutchins. And I've got a promo for that that I... I mean, this is, I gotta tell you, this is so cool. You really should check this out. I've been just listening to it, seat of my pants. I mean, I can't get enough of it. It's, I'm almost all caught up. It's a really cool sci-fi podcast. So anyway, uh, it's a novel. I mean, it's a patio novel. So here is, uh, JC's, uh, promo. In March 2006, the Seventh Sun Thriller trilogy began. Seven human clones were ripped away from their normal lives to stop a conspiracy created by the ruthless progenitor, a man codenamed John Alpha. Now, a new adventure awaits John, Father Thomas, Kilroy 2.0, and the other beta clones. The world is hours away from a nuclear attack. The vice president is an agent of evil. And John Alpha lives on and possesses technology that can make anyone, anywhere, a puppet of his wrath. To prevent the next phase of Alpha's scheme, John and the others 
must face the horrors of betrayal, race cross-country to track their nemesis, and discover that the bloodshed they've witnessed is merely a prelude to the world-rending destruction to come. Seventh Son, Book 2, Deceit, is the new novel in the hit patio book series by J.C. Hutchins. Join more than 11,000 listeners who currently tune in each week to hear new chapters and cliffhangers, as well as special appearances by best-selling authors Robert J. Sawyer, Mike Resnick, Tracy Hickman, Jeff Loeb, Mark Wade, and chart-topping podcasters Keith and the Girl, Scott Sigler, Murr Lafferty, The Crew from The Signal, and exclusive readings by film director and editor Patrick Lussier and Nathan Fillion, star of Firefly and Serenity. Become a part of the Seventh Son experience. Find Seventh Son Book 2 Deceit and Book 1 Descent at jchutchins.net and at patiobooks.com. Well, like I said, I really encourage you to check it out. It's fantastic. If you like anything sci-fi related, I think you'll really like it. So with that, let's get to the main segment of the show. Okay, well, I didn't really have a specific topic. I wanted to sort of do a year-end wrap-up and talk about the podcast, talk about the things that we've learned, you know, and, and not, not in any great detail, just kind of cover some of the highlights and just kind of, uh, you know, talk about where I, th- you know, where I think, th- uh, things stand and, uh, and, and then also kind of, um, you know, go into some other unrelated things as well. But, uh, basically I just, you know, this has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed doing this and I've learned a lot myself, uh, from you all and, you know, uh, getting everything ready for the podcast, and I'm really looking forward to to doing it for a lot longer. And I definitely plan on, like I said, I'll be back in January, not going anywhere. And I'd really like to thank all of you. Um, I mean, thank you for your feedbacks, uh, voicemails, emails. You know, thank you for those of you who send in donations, who have participated in the forums. Uh, I mean, you guys have just been awesome. I mean, I really wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you. And that is the truth. I mean, if I was doing this and no one was listening, then I probably wouldn't be doing it very long. But I mean, the, uh, the audience, I mean, it's amazing. We've got almost 1300 people or more than 1300 people on the Frapper map. As far as listenership, I mean, it's so hard to tell. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, the numbers are just so, vague but i mean it's somewhere between five and ten thousand listeners a week somewhere in that range i mean it's it's a lot and i mean i hear from veterans i hear from new users i hear from windows users from linux from mac users from very you know people who are not very technical to people who've been you know using linux and unix for decades or whatever and just people who are far more experienced than i and uh you know i mean i i've I've always said that, you know, I don't know a lot. I haven't been using Linux that long, really, compared to a lot of other people. I mean, you know, since 2001. And so, but whatever, whatever I have learned, I just, I feel that, you know, I'm just trying to pass it along as best I can and help people out the best I can. And that's, that's my best way to give back to the community because I'm not a coder. And so I can't do that. And it's, you know, I don't have a whole lot of time to write out, you know, spend hours and hours on documentation. So, uh, doing this podcast is just my way of trying to help people out. And I just, you know, Linux is so important to me. It's, I just love it so much 
that I just want to try to spread the word. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you. Um, you know, really, I uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the kind words that you all have sent me. And uh, like I said, participating in the forums, and I'm going to still be around. I'm not leaving town. I'm not going to be out of pocket. So I'm going to still hang out in the forums and all that kind of stuff. So uh, please keep doing that. And please uh, stay subscribed because, like I said, I'll have these bonus episodes and then we're going to start right back up before you know it, you know, just after the first of the year. So uh, anyway, thanks again. I've got a couple other sort of random things I was going to talk about. This is just kind of, you know, um, you know, about the podcast itself. I mean, I feel like we've we've covered a lot of good, good, um, basic, you know, uh, pieces of, of information. There's still more to talk about. For example, I, you know, I've been planning to talk about wireless networking. Haven't done that yet. Or um, talk about uh, uh, the file manager episode. I still want to talk about photo applications, you know, image editing. Uh, so there's still a lot of topics for me to talk about. Uh, but what I may end up doing after the first of the year is maybe tweaking the the layout a little bit and making it more of a, you know, a generalized, not generalized, but like where I can, you know, talk about random things in addition to a specific topic, um, and not have a not have a specific headlining topic every single week. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to have to kind of see how that goes. But, you know, I was going back and looking at the, at the list of the previous episodes and looking at what we talked about. And we really have covered a lot. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of basic, good basic stuff in there. And we've talked about some of the distributions, not all of them. Haven't, haven't looked at Fedora yet. That's a big one that's missing. That's what I want. I probably need to talk about. And, um, uh, but I think as far as some of the some of the basic uh, things to learn, uh, you know, learn about a lot of that is is in here. And I think we've covered a lot of good stuff. SSH, you know, cron, the, you know, the Linux file system hierarchy. People still e- email me about that. They seem to, you know, everybody seems to really enjoy that. I think the uh, command line episodes, both the command line basics and the, and I think we've had the two sort of you know useful command episodes. Those have been really popular. And the Windows networking and printer networking and all of that has been really helpful too. So I think, you know, like I said, we've got a lot of good things we've, we've talked about, a lot of good things, you know, that have been covered, but there's still a lot more to do. And, uh, both about specific areas as well as just talking about, you know, other, other things, things going on in my life. You know, I'm hoping to maybe trying to get some, some interviews lined up. That's one thing I'm going to try to do during this inter, during this interim is to see if I can get my, my setup going to where I can do Skype interviews and, and that sort of thing. I think that'd be kind of cool. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a great interviewer or anything, but I think it might be fun to get some, I think what I'd like to do is maybe focus on, uh, you know, uh, developers and, and users, maybe not so much like the big names, because there's a lot of great podcasts. I mean, the Linux Link Tech Show is obviously the biggest and they got all the big names. And so I don't want to just repeat what they do because they do it so well, so much better than I could. And so what I, maybe what I'll do is maybe interview, I don't know, community members or other podcasters, other Linux people, you know, I mean, I don't know, something along those lines, just kind of making it a little bit different. So, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. So anyway, um, anyway, so that's sort of my wrap up of where thing, I think, uh, things stand. Uh, I, I've, I've, like I said, it's been a fantastic year. It's greatly exceeded my expectations. It's done so much better than I ever would have thought. And, uh, and, and like I said, it's really because of you guys, just this great, great listening uh, audience. You guys are fantastic. So, with that, I think I've got a few other little things I wanted to talk about here, um, and then we'll get to some uh, listener feedback. Don't have any tips for this week. 
uh, first thing, uh, first additional thing I want to talk about was I wanted to talk about this uh, Dell Optiplex GX620 that I've that I picked up. Like I said, it was a used computer that has come into my hands, and um, this is a uh, let's see, it's a Pentium D. I think it's a 950. It's like a 3.4 gigahertz, I guess. It's got two gigs of RAM. It's got two 160 gigs SATA hard drives, and this machine is great. And I, you know, I think you can get them on the outlet center on the Dell's website for, I don't know, five, six hundred bucks. I mean, not that much. And this thing smokes. I mean, it flies and it, it runs Linux well. I've always been very happy with Dell's running Linux. I know some people aren't crazy about Dell's and, you know, the quality may not be as, as good as some other manufacturers, but I mean, I've got a Dell laptop and I had an old laptop from Dell, you know, like a 2000 laptop and I've got a couple other Dell machines and they've always run Linux really well for me, and I've never had any problems. And the nice thing about this particular machine is that it's got the Intel graphics. And, you know, uh, it used to be several years ago I was really into playing games, and I still do sometimes. I mean, I've got Quake 3, and I've got Unreal Tournament uh, 2003, I think it is, and uh, Castle Wolfenstein, and I've got some of the old Loki games, and you know, I like playing games some, but I just don't have a whole lot of time for games, so I'm not a big gamer. And if you're a big gamer, I'm sure that the Intel graphics won't cut it. But for me, for basic stuff, these graphic, this Intel graphics works great, and it does barrel really well. I mean, it just is smooth. I have no hiccuping. I mean, it plays all the videos I throw at it. It plays all the games I have, the Quake 3s and the Unreal Tournaments, just fine. And this, it's the... Um, I can't. I don't know if it's the GSM 950 or 945, but it's one of those Intel graphics cards, and uh, it just works really well. So um, it's just a. It's it's been a really nice machine, and uh, hopefully it will continue. You know, continue to run pretty well. I mean, it's relatively new. I don't know if it's refurbished or what, but um, but it's a pretty you know pretty nice machine. So I would definitely recommend checking them out if you have any interest in picking up an old used uh, Dell. Like I said, they can be had for, you know, not that much money, really, considering what you're getting. I mean, it's not a Core 2 Duo, but it is the Pentium D950, and it's, you know, with the 2 gigs of RAM. And the thing is silent. I mean, this machine is silent, which is nice. My old box was really loud, and it really was driving me nuts. And especially when I'm recording this podcast, I mean, I can filter out the background noise in post-production by doing some noise reduction stuff, but... It was really bad, and now, I mean, the sound levels on the Audacity are, have been cut dramatically because this machine is so quiet. So um, it, it works out really well. Uh, and speaking of Dells, speaking of machines, um, my laptop, my Dell laptop, 700M, I've talked about it before. It's one that, it, you know, triple boots Linux on it, but I've been using Edgy on it most most of the time lately. And I had said that I had been it had been running perfectly, and it has been running perfectly. But I have had some recent issues with the wireless. I've got a wireless network here at home, WPA, and I've got I've got a I've got a Linksys WRT54G router. You know the kind that can use the open source firmware, and I do have open source firmware on there. I've had it on there for a couple of years now. I've been using the Hyper WRT for a long time, and I think about a year ago I put on the DD uh, WRT. But the problem with that. Um, Router, and it's not the router's problem, is that, you know, we, ha- we have an iMac here at home. I've mentioned that before too. My wife uses the iMac. It's an old iMac. It's probably four or five years old. It's one of those lampshade ones, you know. It's a G4 and uh, one gigahertz. 
and, and it's got the Airport Extreme card in it. And that machine is so finicky when it comes to wireless. We've got a we. I also had had a hand me down from a friend of mine an Airport Extreme base station router, which is Apple's wireless router. I mean, I'm glad I didn't pay for this thing. I mean, the thing's like 300 bucks for this router, and the the iMac will not keep its connection when I'm using the Linksys router. It just won't. And I've tried the stock firmware. I've tried all of these other open source fir- firmwares. And it won't. It'll connect. I mean, it will connect initially. But then when the iMac goes to sleep or when you leave it for an extended period of time, when you come back and it tries to reestablish the network, it doesn't It doesn't do it. It doesn't reconnect to the router. It seems to only hold the connection with the, with the Airport Extreme base station. So I've got the Airport Extreme base station set up at home. And that router is finicky as well for other, you know, laptops, for other clients that are, that are connecting to it. I've got several laptops in the house, um, which connect to the router and with varying degrees of success. I mean, they all connect, but then they'll drop out and then they'll reconnect and it's just a hassle. When I, when I use the Linksys router here at home, my other clients, my other laptops, it works great. I mean, it's strong signal. It's all throughout the house, no drop connections, even from sleep. You know, when I've got, when I've got, when I'm using my Linksys router, the um, the Dell my Dell laptop running edgy uh, sorry yeah edgy um, when it wakes from from suspend or from hibernate or whatever you know suspend a RAM it reconnects to the network almost instantaneously works perfectly no problems but when I'm just using the Airport Extreme it won't and I've got to you know shut down the network in fact I, well, in fact what I have to do is crazy I have to restart Dbus and it restarts the network manager in Edgy, and then it will reconnect to the airport base station. So, you know, I mean, I can't get rid of the iMac, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to. Um, so what I've got right now is two wireless networks, if you can believe it, in my house. I've got one with the airport extreme base station for the Mac only, and I've got my Linksys router for all my other laptops. I mean, it's just insane. Um, so I've got to try to figure something out there. I don't know. I mean, Apple keeps messing with the firmware with the airport extreme and, and with the airport and with the card that's in the iMac. So I don't know where the problem is. It could be on the card end. It could be on the router end. I think it's on the router end because other machines used to connect to this router without much problem. But lately, like I said, other clients will connect to it and then they drop out eventually. So Anyway, that's just my kind of rambling about this particular problem. I don't know what the solution is, I, well, other than to get rid of the Max, but uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think I'll be able to. Don't think I'll be able to do that anytime soon. Um, and then let's see, the other thing I was going to talk about, and I, I don't know, I wasn't really going to get into it that much. I haven't gotten into too many sort of political issues, and when I say political, I don't mean real politics. I mean Linux politics. Um, because, like I said, you know, other people do that, and there's lots of other shows where they talk about that kind of stuff. But lots of people, for some reason, I don't know why, I don't know why my opinion really matters, but have been asking me about this Novell deal, you know, the Novell-Microsoft deal. And I've heard a lot of other people talk about it, and I've read a lot about it, and um, I've been thinking about it a lot, you know, because I find, I mean, I tend to be somewhat pragmatic when it comes to Linux. I think you probably know that by now, people who've been listening to me for a while. I mean, I, you know, I always say that, you know, whatever works for you, you know, using Windows and Linux dual booting and, and, you know, because I think that's important. I'm, I'm of the mind that it's more important to get people using Linux first 
and then as the numbers increase, that will build, that will increase the pressure that we can bring, we as a community, to bring on the content protector companies, you know, the DR, the, you know, against DRM, you know, with more numbers, we can effectuate change. That's just been my opinion, I think, as opposed to trying to get the change first before getting the numbers, you know, the, the, you know, completely 100% free software only um, side of things, which I have great respect for without a question. Um, but for me, it's just, I've always kind of been a little bit more in the middle, I guess. So anyway, so about this particular deal, like I said, so I've been thinking a lot about it. I've been, you know, really reading, reading about it, reading what Microsoft has to say, what Novell has to say, what some of the community members have to say that I really respect. And when it comes down to it, I'm just not that crazy about this deal. I really am not. I just think, you know, I've heard other people say they want to give Microsoft the benefit of the doubt. But I just don't know if they, based on past history, if they've earned that benefit of the doubt, in, to me at least. I don't know. It just seems like their track record is such that the benefit of the doubt is that they're probably going to do something bad. I mean, in other words, based on their track record, I just don't see this working out very well for Novell or for Linux in the long run. I don't know. I mean, I there's, you know, I'm not... Uh, you know, I'm not that knowledgeable about all this kind of stuff, so I could be reading it totally wrong. But it just seems that the whole thing kind of opens the doors to um, Microsoft's, you know, putting out more FUD, more fear, really, into other vendors, other Linux companies and Linux users that, oh, you know, we got this deal with Novell. Therefore, there must be something to this patent, you know, infringement thing. Therefore, Linux is is, you know... You know, I'm nervous about using Linux kind of a thing, whether it's companies feeling that way or even users. I've heard some users saying that, saying that they're worried that Microsoft is going to come after them individually. And I think that's FUD exactly. FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And that's it exactly. And so this is just more of that, I guess. And I don't know if if Microsoft would actually do anything. I mean, probably not, especially against individuals. I just... That's a lost cause. They're not going to do that. But whether or not they would go after somebody like Red Hat, who, you know, I think Red Hat deserves a lot of credit. I mean, I really, I've always been a big Red Hat fan, and I know people that work there, and I have tremendous respect for them because they they have always maintained from the beginning that they are a free software company, and that's very important to them. And they are very much against this deal. So, I don't know. I guess when it comes down to it, I'm just I'm I'm not that crazy about it. I just don't like the idea of of you know shaking hands with them. I mean, I just it just seems odd to me, and it just I'm not sure I trust them really. I mean, I'm not you know a doomsdayer by any means. I I you know like I said, I tend to be pretty pragmatic when it comes to stuff, but I just don't think based on Microsoft's track record that they. I just don't feel that good about it. So, well, well, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, Anyway, I think that's, I guess that's about it for right now. I wanted to, I wanted to read a few listener uh, feedbacks. Like I said, I don't have any tips for this week, but I do have some feedbacks. Let's get to that now. Message for you, sir. Okay, first one here is from Brandon. Brandon says, 
Uh, I came across your show and enjoyed listening to it. You have a lot of good info for new Linux users, and I've pointed it out to anyone who ends up asking me about Linux. I'm currently doing IT support for Naval Submarine Support Center, Bangor, and I've already given your podcast to some of the boat admins to help them get comfortable with the newer systems being deployed. And uh, he's also a listener. He's also in the forum. So, uh, Brandon, that is very cool, man. That is great. And, um, God, that's that's neat to think that um, I think I had heard that that the Navy, that the U.S. Navy uses Linux or something. I, I remember several years ago hearing something about that. I don't know if that if that has anything to do with what you're doing, but uh, pretty neat. So thanks, Brandon, for dropping me a line. And then I got an email here from uh, Miyako, and um, and he says, I just finished listening to episode 41. I've been listening since about episode 15, and I thought it was time I sent you some praise. I started using Linux back in 1995, and I have used it exclusively since 1996. So I'm certainly not a new Linux user, but I have found your podcast extremely helpful, and here's why. As a longtime Linux user and a professional programmer, I've always been the one that everyone asks for help with their computers. <laughs> In general, as I'm sure you well know, that means Windows. Since Windows 95 is the last version of Windows I ever used for any period of time, I'm obviously not much help to people for anything more complicated than helping them install antivirus software and Firefox. Seeing a lot of my friends and family struggling to get their computers to work for them, I've convinced a lot of them to switch over to Linux. This has eliminated a lot of their problems and allows me to remotely administer the machines if something goes wrong. Seeing how great Linux is, a lot of people I have convinced to switch have asked me questions, wanting to learn more about it. As a hardcore technical user, I sometimes find it difficult to explain things to people who might not be as familiar with it as I am. Listening to your podcast has helped me get a perspective on the types of troubles new users can have and how to talk to them to relate information in an easy-to-understand way without all the techno jargon that users find so infuriating. Plus, of course, it's always fun to have an extra half-hour a week to think about Linux. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Well, thanks. Um, that's a very nice email. And, yeah, I hear you. Even though I'm not a professional programmer, I am the one in, in my family and in my circle that people ask for help with their computers. I know exactly what you mean there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's right. I mean, you're right about, uh, you know, uh, fi sort of finding the way to talk about things. See, that's the thing. I think that, as I said, I'm, you know, I'm certainly not ex as experienced as this particular listener by any means. I think what I hope I can do is, is find a way to explain things in an easy to understand fashion. I have to do that as part of my job, not with Linux, but with other things. I have to explain very difficult and technical concepts to people in an easy-to-understand way. So maybe that's kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. But um, thanks for that really nice email. I really appreciate that. And last one I'll read, uh, last one for the year, in fact, uh, is from Bill. And Bill says, I just wanted to say thank you for doing this podcast. I'm a fellow podcaster, and I'm always looking around for something new. I've been a Microsoft developer for quite some time and have always had the desire to get comfortable with Linux. Recently, an opportunity presented itself to, at work to do a small project for one of our products using a PC-104 unit and Linux. Writing the C code was easy. Not knowing what I would be dealing with was the scary part. I was pleasantly surprised to find out how easy things are to understand in Linux and just how intuitive it is once you break the skin of using it. I'm going to be migrating some of our projects to Linux and plan on making it my OS of choice at work. Uh, just a little story. I listened to show number 11 on the file system on the way to work this morning. I had plans to install VMware Player on a few of my Ubuntu boxes. It was my first install ever on Linux, so I didn't know how it would go. I did hit some problems when Make wasn't, wasn't found on one unit and GCC was missing on the other. 
Having just listened to show 11, I was armed with a little knowledge on where to look to see if I could locate them myself, and more importantly, I had confidence inspired by your show. Did my first app get, got some kernel header files, found make, and away they ran. Happy little Linux boxes. Keep up the great work. That's from Bill. Well, Bill, that's cool. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. I always like hearing from Microsoft developers. Like I said, it's uh, it's a, it's a there's a surprising number of them that listen. Um, I I don't read all the emails I get. Believe me, because I don't like I said before in, in previous podcasts. I don't want to just sit here and read emails for the entire half hour. But I get a lot of emails from Microsoft people, and it's just kind of interesting. So. All right. Well, thanks, Bill. I do appreciate that email. Uh, thanks for taking the time. And I think with that, it's about time to wrap it up for this week. Okay, everybody. Well, that's it for a few weeks. Um, I will be back in early January 2007, as I said. I really would like to thank everyone again. Uh, everyone who sent me feedback, put their pin on the Frapper map, participated in the forums, made a donation. You all are the only reason I am still doing this and the only reason why I'm picking right back up in January. It's because of you, the great Linux Reality listeners. I mean, I can't say it enough. Uh, the encouragement you all have given me has been fantastic. I'm just trying to help the community as best I can, and it's thanks to you and, and your kind words uh, that uh, that enabled me to keep going. So please stay subscribed. Even though I'm going to be taking a few weeks off, please stay subscribed and tell all your friends about us. I'm coming right back, and there's going to be at least one bonus episode during December, um, and maybe two uh, or three. Who knows? And lastly, please consider making a donation to a free and open source project uh, that's Linux-related and let me know about it. I'll put it on the web page, and if it's more than $15 and if it's made in December, I'll send you a free CD. Don't send me any donations in December. In December. Send them to other free and open source projects. I think it's really important that we show our support to all the great projects that are out there. So please consider doing that. I hope you all have a great holiday season and a safe and happy new year. I will see you in a few weeks. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.